Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. So today, uh, we wrap up our teaching on In Him series. So open your Bibles, please, with me to Colossians chapter 2. Uh, I read. It's a long reading, but I read it from the message translation. I read from verse 6 all through to 23, the last verse. So this is the way it's going to just listen. Um, if you don't have a physical Bible, just listen. So from the message translation, is subtitled, From Shadows to the Substance. So, Paul, the apostle, was written to the believers in Colossae, or, Coloss or the Colossians believers, and it's still relevant to us today. It says from verse 6, it said, My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You receive Christ Jesus, the Master, now live in him you are deeply rooted in him you are well constructed upon him you know your way around the faith now do what you've been taught schools out quit studying the subject and start living it and let your living sleep spill into into thanksgiving Watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words. An intellectual double talk. They want to drag you off into an endless argument that never amounts to anything. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings. An empty superstition of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in him. So you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope or a microscope or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, that fullness come together for you. His power extends over everything. Entering into this fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. It is not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No, you are already him as an insider. Not through some secretive initiation rite, but rather through what Christ has already gone through for you. Destroying the power of sin. If it's an initiation ritual you are after, you've already been through it by submitting yourself to baptism, 
going under the water was a barrier of your whole life. Coming out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you are stuck in your whole sin dead life, you are incapable of responding to God. But God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven, the slaves wiped clean, that old arrest warrant cancelled, and nailed to Christ's cross. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham, authority at the cross, and marched them naked through the streets. So don't put up with anyone pressuring you in details of diet, worship services, or holy days. All those things are mere shadow casts before what to come. The real substance is Christ. Don't tolerate people who try to run your life, ordering you to bow and scrape, insisting that you join their obsession with angels or that you seek out visions. There are a lot of hot air. That's all they are. They are completely out of touch with the source of life, Christ, who puts together, who puts us together in one piece, whose very breath and blood flow through us. He is the head and we are the body. We can grow up healthy in God only as he nourishes us. So then, if with Christ you put all this pretentious and infertile religion behind you, why do you let yourselves be bullied by it? Don't touch this. Don't taste that. Don't go near this. Do you think that things that are here today and gone tomorrow are worth that kind of attention? Such things sound impressive, if said in a deep enough voice. They even give the illusion of being pious and humble and ascetic, but they are just another way of showing up, making yourself look important. That seems to be the summary of what we've been teaching both on Wednesdays and Sundays. The fact that you and I, by reason of our new birth experience, we have come into Christ. And what is expected of us is our identification. And then for us to reckon with the substitutionary sacrifice that he made on our behalf. And we said that when he died, the way God sees us is that in Christ we died. When he was buried, the way God sees us in Christ is that we were buried with him. And when he was raised from the dead, the way God sees us is that we are raised. So the death, the burial, the resurrection power, or the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has made us to have same access to the things that God had for Jesus Christ. So we need to come into this awareness. And if we are not aware, we cannot enjoy the full benefit of what is in Christ for us. And I've encouraged that when you study the Bible, you, you go through the epistles, you will see things like in him, in whom, through him, through who. These are things that we need to consciously identify with 
and then consciously see how the substitutionary power of Christ is fully at work in us. You know, there, there is this scripture, which is, uh, is not here anymore. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And Paul was writing, because you see, the Romans believer at that time, they, after Jesus has resurrected, they want to go back to law. And he was encouraging them. No. Who, I mean, I mean, that's just a tendency. Galatians people also went back into that uh, uh, the law. And so he was asking the question, who has bewitched you? Oh, you Galatians. I love Samuel and Jerry Crowder translation. In other words, if you don't think through what Jesus has done, if you don't come into that place of awareness, you can be deceived. And that's what we read in our test this morning. And I see a whole lot of deception going on today. And please understand, the reason why I'm passionate about it is because of the move of God. Every 40 years, if you study the Christian church history, there is a change. People begin to question things. There are many things you need to question right now. Our faith is complete, but the things that we have been taught over time is confusing many people. And like I said last week, if anything is in the scripture, please take it on. If it's not in the scripture, no matter how it's been is being quoted for you. Please reject it. And that's why Paul had to remind the Galatians believer. He said, if anyone comes and preach another gospel, which is not gospel anyway, he said, let that person be cursed. I see a whole lot of things that we eat up in the body of Christ today like Indomie. I see people abuse the prophetic uh, gift. Prophetic gift is not given to the church to predict football matches. I see a whole lot of that happening. And people just take that in. I see the things that we have been taught over the years. So you hear believers saying, there is hot prayer. And I ask the question, which one is the cold prayer? What do people actually mean by hot prayer? The posture, the activity. The truth is that I don't have to shake my head before I know that God hears me in prayer. Because the Bible talks about the confidence that we should all have in the place of prayer. That it is when we ask anything according to his will, that's when he hears us. You know, we've been taught that it's a sign of soberness. We've been taught. So people shake their hair. And I wonder, if Anita will come to you, Brother Donald, to want to make a demand for school fees, and she's shaking her head. Daddy, 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 pay school fees, pay school fees. What will you say to her? What is prayer? Prayer is conversation. Anita comes with confidence. Anita speaks with confidence, knowing that you are able to do. Anita will have conversation with you in a place that is, I mean, a free. And that's what the Bible says when it comes to prayer. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. I know we've all been taught that, but I'm saying that that is not the Bible. I know we've been taught discipline. It's okay if that will help you to achieve concentration, 
But let it not be that me gesticulating then, that is the interpretation of all prayers. Can I have an amen? amen? Can a Christian be possessed by demons? You know, I'm asking you the question because that's also another thing. So, the Christian who is in Christ is a new creation. His spirit has been, I mean, it, that's where the seat of his salvation is. A Christian can, if he does not, because man is a tripartite being, is a spirit, essentially a spirit. He has a soul, which is the seat of his will, intellect, and emotion. And then he has a body. So what happens for a Christian whose mind, because his spirit is saved, but his soul is still is in the process of being saved. So the Christian needs renewal of mind, which is where the, 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 the study of the word, I didn't say reading only, the study of the word to know who or who she is in Christ Jesus comes in. If the Christian mind is not renewed in the word of God, the devil can come and obsess his mind. Can I have an amen this morning? And then the devil can also, through the obsession of, in, of his mind, cannot move his body to do things that are not convenient. So the inward man, which is the spirit man, as you fill it with the word of God, it helps you to be able to control the activities of your mind and of your body. Can I have an amen this morning? The renewal that takes place in your mind helps you to know, to see who you are in Christ Jesus. Can a believer be depressed? Yes. If the believer doesn't, doesn't renew their mind with the word of God, they can be overwhelmed. Proverbs 12, 25 talks about it. Anxiety in the heart causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. So there are things we have taken in. And it has become part of our Christian culture. There is a Christian culture which is the kingdom culture. There is the culture of this world. So when a believer is in Christ. And the believer understands who he is in Christ. For example, the Bible says the believer is in Christ. He is seated with Christ. In heavenly places far above. But if a believer does not understand that, he can be under the, the situation of this world and the system of the devil. So we need to understand these things. I mean, there, there is one I still can't 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 get away from. This one that says. A believer is cursed. That's one. A believer is under generational causes. That's two. And I will explain myself. Africa, the culture of Africa, or generally human beings, we are, every human being crave for the supernatural. There is a void in us that craves for the supernatural. And so people find different expressions. Some people worship water some people worship they, they, I, I think I was I've said this the God of iron the thunder 
If you are a science student, you should understand how lightning works. But let's leave that for, for the sake of our emphasis. I know that the devil can enter through whatever means to perpetrate his evil. But what I'm saying this morning is that when someone is in Christ, so because Africans generally believe in the supernatural, so most of the things, if care is not taken, if you don't question things, most of those things are automatically carried into Christianity. So some people live their life on faith extenders. And they believe those faith extenders more than the word of God. You know, before you crucify me in your mind this morning, I understand how these things is. So the issue of generational causes, for example, this is what you should do. What is generational causes? It's just a trend in that patterns that has repeated itself in each of our family. I don't know what my grandparents did, but I think I, I was, I was uh, spiritually intelligent enough to ask questions. So I used to be a Olomu. That's my, that's my family name. So there was one day, because I, I'm also saying, then I looked at my uncles, well-learned people, but all of them are back in the village. Because what happened is that as soon as they get prosperous, they begin to marry wives. Some of my uncles, if you see them in my hometown, you never believe that they've stepped into Lagos before. You never even believe they've traveled the world. So I held on to that. So Olomu means in my village, when people die, when people die sudden death, there is a God in my family. That's where people come to consult the dead. So that spot is called Omu. The one who owns it is Olomu. Can you get it now? So I'm just teaching someone how to deal with this issue of generational causes, if there is. If you notice a pattern in your family, that's how to deal with it. What I've said before is what I'm still going to say again. As a believer in Christ, your commitment to God must say, whatever it is that runs as pattern in this family, it stops with me. I am the end of a chapter, and I am the beginning of a new one. See, this is that I've just seen. I've met people who no man reaches the age of 40. And so when they begin to reach the age of 40, there is so much apprehension on that. And I've met them and I've seen, told them these simple things that I'm saying to you today. This biblical truth. And it, I will end up on one thing, which is your confession. Which is your confession. Because what, whatever it is that runs in that family has been activated by words. And whatever it is in that family that we hand must also be activated with words. Can I have an amen today? So, I needed to ask questions. I also realized that in my own family, people go into their father's wife. I'm not, you see, the reason why I won't teach this, uh, there's no need for you to be afraid, but I know for you not to crucify me in your mind, because some people will say, oh, you haven't seen life. I've seen life. 
I've seen life. In my family, women, no matter the number of years, except those who are born again now, no matter the number of years that they were married, they're still coming back home. They have a local, um, what do you call Loriki? One of those things that people chant when they see you. So they chant things for the women. That they are the daughter of the one who sees king and abuses kings to his face. So when people, when they get married, they abuse their husband, their family, people to their face. So they are coming back home. <laughs> Praise God. My, my sisters, I have three sisters. They are strong personality. Strong. So, see, these are things, some of the things we say, devil, devil, it's just observation. Just open your eyes to see. So, and that's where the spiritual warfare is. You have to use words to end that chapter and use war to form a new chapter. Can I have an amen? No matter how they lay hands on you, if you don't understand this basic truth, those things we keep because it's like a covenant. They keep laying demands. Can I have an amen? But what we have now is a new life in Christ. Like I've explained it to you, you have to stay in Christ. You have to stay in Christ. Anything outside it, you can be whipped. You have to stay in him. I will tell you my mind, I will tell you my mind. You better watch the women in your household. How they've told people their minds. You see, some of these things, I mean, you just have to have spiritual intelligence. If you grew up in family where people drink to stupor, you have a resolution to make with alcohol. Praise God. And you don't go, if you are not strong, you don't go to where people are drinking. They will convert you. Evangelism made easy. There are some decisions that I made. I used to belong to Pawan Drinkers Club. So we go to Jaration on Friday, come back Monday morning. So, but when I became a Christian, I have a decision to make. Decision not to be the life wire of the party. It's painful. I lost friends, but it was okay. Most of those friends, they came back to me today. They are also born again. They are pastors. They said one thing was our insistence, our pressure, but you refuse to yield. It's all long. Praise God. So, I'm saying to you, even though you are in Christ, if you don't, don't do what is needful, you are in Christ. You can't spend the whole week not reading your Bible. You are in Christ. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't pray for five minutes. Ha, the devil will whip you. He knows that you are ignorant. 
And there is something that he does without ignorance. He feeds it with lies and deception. So, this man, you and me, life with God is to be lived inside out. Not outside him. That's carnality. Inside out. When we understand who we are in Christ, we will start living this life outside house. I will not be ruled by a green bottle. It's a commitment I made long time ago. So no matter, I, I sit among drinkers. Because I realize that, it says, the things that enter into a man, that's what define him. So there are certain things that will not enter into him. I watch what I eat. I'm sorry, but it's a decision. I would rather drink tap water than pure water. I'm just giving you that literal thing. I watch it. I watch where I go. That somebody will get upset. Let them get upset. Those who like parties, they will say they will not come to you. When you do one, they will come. Because that's their lifestyle. In Christ, in Christ, can I, we, we get into finance management in, 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 from next week Sunday. In Christ, you can't buy every actual bill. You'll be broke as a shock. And especially if you are from Southwest Nigeria, we are in the current party, that's when they distribute the Ankara for the next weekend. In Christ, as a kingdom person, you don't spend all. Many years ago, I had somebody just exhort for five minutes. Proverbs 21, 20. He says, there is a treasure in the dwelling of the righteous. But the foolish one spends it all. He said, if you spend all, it means your wisdom pipe is blocked. I, I can't forget for the rest of my life. I can't. So, number one, contentment. It's a principle of life. Whether you are upset or you are not upset. I don't borrow people money. I borrow people money to my own limit. I don't borrow again. If you have a need, if I have a portion out of the need, I give you and I let you know that I'm giving you. You can't send me to high blood pressure science. Mm. Personal commitment is kingdom in Christ. What will Jesus do? He will help. So I help. What will Jesus do? He will not help at the level of his own detriment. What will Jesus do? He will not be stupid. So we have to come into that way. So, you know, the word of God has that inherent power to make changes in our lives. That's why we need to understand it. Our minds must be consistently renewed. God must rearrange our minds through his word, by his word. We must, we must allow him to regarnish it for us. Every natural human being 
have what is called stinking mentality. So the word of God gives us supernatural renewal of our minds. We see things differently. So the renewal means the restoring of our soul, according to Psalm 23. We see things differently. No matter, see, as a kingdom person, let me also say this to you. It will help you. You are not an Ijebu man. You are not an Igbo man. Because this is when you, when things happen in life and, and you are using muscle. Hey, Russian, this is how they do it in my area. You, your journey is foul. Because you have to be vulnerable enough to embrace this kingdom culture. You are just fortunate to be born from that part of Nigeria or nations of the world. The word of God is what must be the thing that controls your life. It's your culture. See, if I am a Yoruba man, it means it will affect the way I see marriage. It will affect the way I see other tribes. Do you understand it now? It will affect the things I do. How I respond to life. I will be responding to life the way Yoruba people respond to life. How do they respond to life? Very simple. Mogbeo, Motikuo, Temiti Tao, Temiti Bajeo. No. Because that's what my confession will be when I'm faced with real life situations. But I need to be renew my mind so that when I'm talking in the midst of Mogwe, is that when men say there is casting down, my own lips offer you say there is lifting up. So when I'm in the midst of Mogwe Mokuo, I will say, let everybody calm down now. There is a good way out of this situation. So I offer hope. That's the difference. So in him, it affects our spirit man. Revelation comes. It affects our soul, our thinking. Renewal comes. It affects our bodies. Alignment comes. Your body is not saved. It can't be saved. The saving of the body of the soul is when it comes back again and you are given a new body. But your mind can be renewed in the word of God. So we study the word to live. We meditate on the word to live. We meditate on the word to live the full blessing of our inheritance in Christ. Can I have an amen today? So our confession, it's very important. That's where I want to tie these things up. Uh, like I said on Wednesday, a lot of us, we don't have problems uh, in believing. <laughs> so, I mean, we believe there is God. We believe there is Jesus. We believe the power of the Holy Spirit. But what many believers have issues with is the saying. The saying. The saying. So, what does our confession we do if it's in Christ? It will feed our faith. One. It feeds your faith. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. By hearing the word of God. So your confession feeds your faith. 
Secondly, it states your faith. It affirms it. Matthew 12, 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, it will state your faith. And number three, it will release your faith. Mark eleven twenty three. Your confession will release your faith. As a matter of fact, Mark eleven twenty three. He said, "I said to you, whoever says, whoever says, what does he say? Be removed and be cast." He said, "And does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done." He will have. He will have. He will have. God established a principle in Numbers 14 26. He says, He said, Moses, stand these people as long as I live. He said, Everything they have spoken in my ears, so will I do to them. What are you saying? What are you saying? The Bible, David said, even in the Old Testament, he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You must agree with what God has said about you. I realized that one of the tools of the, of the devil is the tool of low self-esteem. And what does that tool say? You think less about yourself. And that self-esteem is rooted in our frame of references. So, if you are raised up in a home where you are not permitted to ask questions, a lot of the time when people come into Christianity, is the same thing that they also develop in their relationship with God. If you are raised up in a home like mine, where when your father shows up, everybody disappears, the truth is that you'll be running away from God most of the time. If you don't renew your mind, you have a father who is interested in you more than you are interested in yourself. So, the low self-esteem makes us think less of ourselves. So, when it comes to the word of God, we think less. We think that those are just things meant for Minister Kenny. People like us, no. And they, as a matter of fact, that's how the devil debates in people's mind. As a matter of fact, nobody in my family has ever attended that. So when you are asked to confess, repeat after me, when you hit some chords, some words, you are not bold to say it. Because you have never seen yourself there. Like I said in this series, what do you do with a gift? You receive it. So three foremost gifts, the gift of salvation has been given to you. The gift of righteousness has been given to you. The gift of the Holy Ghost has been given to you. So everything you need is given to you. And remind you last week, and he said you are complete in him. So there's nothing. Maybe if you first come into him, your heads are bowed. Father, good morning and all that. Small as you read the word, you should be lifting up your head and behold his face and behold his glory. Let him shine upon you. Let him give you that faith and confidence. Let him be that when he says to you, do this, you approach it with confidence, knowing that God is in you. God is with you. 
God is for you. Can I have an amen this morning? It's very important. So our confession, those are the three things it does for us. It feeds our faith, it stays our faith, and releases our faith. As a matter of fact, our faith confession is what creates the reality of God's word in our lives. You know, if you are raised in a home where they abuse, they talk down on people, people also think that God will punish them for their whatever wrongdoings. And I know that our teachings in the church of Christ over the year has also not helped us. Because we have many secretary and secretary of God who keep records of other people's sins. In fact, the way they look at you, if they don't see you do what you are doing. So, for example, a young lady. You know, as a pastor, you see many things. I was once part of a church. Don't take me up on what I'm about to say, but that's, that's the thing. I was also once there. You know, we judge people before understanding them. So, there was this lady. We took her from our church then into another church. But this lady, we are strozers. And the first service after she got married in that church, everybody was looking at her. In fact, said some older women brought wrapper and wrapped it that this is how you should keep it for the service. But hey, he said it had never crossed her mind. She has three boys, three elder brothers. She is the last born, and she's a girl. When their parents, while growing up, when they are shopping, they don't buy female things. And for, unfortunately, she was like a tomboy. So that's the environment she grew up for 28 years. And then she got married. So it never crossed her mind to even wear a dress one day. Say, how do I know how this and that? You know, I'm a marriage counselor. So, of course, it resulted into great, great fight. Said she wasn't going to that church. The husband, unfortunately, was also a deacon in that church. So, he can't, you can't marry. Where did you bring this Jezebel? That was the interpretation they used for her. But you see, some of these things, whether we realize it or not, maybe you are seated here, you already judged people this morning. You see, all those things, doesn't matter. I'll tell you with all boldness. Why look eh, at other people's spec? Why there is a long nepal pole in your own eyes? You know, some people have taught, and I don't think God is like that. Some people have taught us. We hear these teachings. I saw a vision of heaven, I went into heaven. I saw Pastor Susan so she was in hell. She was in hell because she did call it here. What kind of what kind of God is that? What kind of God? If that is the kind of God, I don't want to serve him. Well, some people are strong in all these things that I'm saying to you. So as I'm talking now, they are rejecting it. It's okay. You will learn over time. You will learn over time. You see, your estimation, if it's your estimation that God is waiting for to take people into heaven, 
you will be here for a long time. Because some people, have to, you have to pass them into heaven before you yourself go. Some of these teachings, eh? I don't think God is, the new creation is like that. Somebody say, oh, I've done, I've, I've met people, canceling table like that. See, pastor, let me tell you something. I've done about 10 abortions. Maybe God is just punishing me. That's why I don't have a baby now. No. No. You have to give them a new image. You have to give them a new image. You're a new creation. And I said, usually say to people, if God has given me wisdom to do TV, to do all these speaker, uh, speakers, and then there are spare parts. Are you with me this morning? And I think God, God is committed to us to lose us to the devil. And I, I, I've already mentioned to you, in Christ means you are under a canopy. You are in him. You don't stray. You are not NFA. You are not night marauders. There are certain places you don't go in this city once it's 9 p.m. If you are tonguing, guys will use their knife to collect your tongue. Because you are not supposed to go there. You know, there's a saying in Yoruba, they said the knife does not know a decent person. Yeah. See, let's unwind those teachings. If he's not in the word of God, no matter, that's where I read, whether it is telescope, whether it is horoscope, whatever it is that people are using to judge you, if it's outside in Christ, you are justified. In Christ, you are glorified. In Christ, I don't have to pray for you. You have made it. No, you have, not that you can make it. You have made it. You have made it. And you know what tells me that? Four, three to four hundred million spermatozoa competed for you. So you will always be a winner. Praise God. Let me tie up my thought this morning. So, faith must be released with the world. So, if we ask you to confess, for example, and the reason why we do it here is that you can get used to it and do it on your own. Faith must be released with words. And the only way is by speaking with confidence. You know, sometimes I, I say when, I'm, when life creeps in, I carry my Bible and say, devil, in case you can't read, I want to read something to you. It's with such audacity. I didn't start that way, but the day I knew the truth, the truth has set me free. And as I said, sometimes, I just beat myself. In case you are sleeping, I'm waking you up now. Come on, hear this. You have to be like that. I understand if you know the Inspector General of Police, you'll be slapping everybody around in Lagos. Nobody tells you because you know the Inspector General of Police. Have you met such people in the traffic before? They broke traffic rule. Last night is trying to take their photograph. And the next thing that you see is that they are handing over phone to a last man. And the last man might say, oh, gago. I'm not saying that is. Because Baba Ilonile and misbehave today. If you, police is not your friend though if you commit offense. Praise God. Praise God. 
So Mark 11, he said, he shall have whatsoever he says. So faith must be released through words from the mouth of the believer. What is confession? Confession simply defined is affirming what you believe, testifying to what you know, and then witnessing for the truth you have embraced. That's confession. That's confession. So when we lead you to confess, for example, if you don't affirm it as a belief, I can do all things through Christ. I've had many slogans. People say I can do all things. Hmm. This one says, the kingdom culture says, through Christ, who strengthens me? One confession may say, I have my needs met. Hmm. He said, my God. My God. So, there is a, a level of intimacy. My God supplies every of my needs according to his own riches and glory because you can get money without him. So, confession is affirming what you believe, testifying to what you know, and then witnessing the truth you have embraced. So, it's different from what you believe. Some people believe in their culture. That's okay. But it can't just get you anywhere. Culture simply means mindset. How people live. What has become their lifestyle. That's culture. So, the kingdom culture means you are affirming what you believe from God's word. You are testifying to what you know. God heals, God delivers, God restores, God renews. You are testifying to it. In Psalm 103, I believe that's a confession of faith. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit. He forgives me all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He restores my life. And I have a renewed energy for each day. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with his loving kindness and tender mercy. And my youth is renewed like the eagle. That's a confession. That's affirming what I believe. That is testifying to what I know. That is witnessing for the truth that I have embraced. So, faith must be released through the words of our mouth. That's the confession. For a lot of believers, is not the believing part. We believe God is. Because Hebrews says, he who comes to God must believe that he is. But the other part, which is where the same part hits, is that he's also a rewarder. A rewarder. A rewarder. So, he has whatsoever he says from the word of God. So, there is no faith without confession. There is no. There is no faith. The truth is that the summary of our lives today were the things we said about this life that we are living yesterday. And if we are going to improve on anything, we need to start saying something to be able to see that in the future as we walk with God. With long life, it will satisfy me and show me salvation. I affirm that I cannot die cheaply. 
is your cup of tea. You say, well, who says that? Anybody can die. That's your own. You take it. You believe it. That's your, what you believe. But if it's kingdom culture, we must align ourselves with the word. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So we are affirming to what God has said to us. And you say, but you are a fanatic. It takes a fanatic to walk in faith. That's the truth. A good abalist doesn't argue. He believes in what he believes. And what does abalist use? Words. In a negative way. To stir up demons. So an abalist heals, but the demons go and come back and reproduce themselves. Can I have an amen this morning? So, faith not confess is dead faith. James 2.14. Faith not confess is dead faith. So, you know that people have, that's what we've also been taught. One of the things we've been taught. We say silent prayers and people sleep off. He said, your faith is between you and God. Fine. But that faith must also be confessed. There are many things we've been taught. We need to see. If you sit down in a church service and you are like that, it doesn't mean you are spiritual. You know, there, there is a posture everybody takes. The Lord is in his temple. Let all the heart be silent before him. So I can fight with my wife. So, so as long as, when I fight in the car, I come, everybody just sleep. Eh? Turn to your neighbor and say, good morning. My wife is seated here. Good morning, good morning. Whereas you are breaking the scripture, if I regard iniquity in my heart, what we are doing at that time is religion. So our words dominate us. Anytime you say you can't, the moment you said it, you are whipped. You won't be able to do it. So, our confession means declaration, which leads to possession. So, salvation, healing, deliverance, preservation, soundness of mind, prosperity is in the world. And look at what the spirit of faith will do. 2 Corinthians 4.13 The spirit of faith. It's like a force is applied with your word. It says, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what it is written. So if it's not written, it's mere word. But if you believe what is written, you know the quote, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we do what? Hey, where are you this morning? Speak. There is no faith without confession. Your faith either rise up or go down at the level of your confession. Your faith either goes up or goes down at the level of your confession. Even medical science has made us realize that the speech center is connected to your words. I'm going to maybe talk about tongues at my five minutes devotion next week Sunday. Tongues. 
Your speech center is connected to your wall. So this tongue, eh, that's why James described it, as small as it is, invisible, it set the course of our lives. It set the course of our lives. I don't know if you have seen people, uncle, maybe parents, who call their wives or their spouses witch, 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 witch. They eventually become a witch. They eventually. Or people use words. Small argument. You will pack your load. They eventually pack their loads. This is how these things work. They are spiritual principle. What is the point of argument that has now come? You will pack your load. So if you keep saying it every day, one day, the load will be packed. So we have to learn eh, to defeat the giant of life, of this life. I will say the giant to you with our words. What are the giants of this life? Three of them. Wrong thinking. Then wrong believing. And then wrong speaking. If those three giants are at work around you, fear and doubt will dominate your life. Wrong thinking, wrong believing, and then wrong speaking or confession. And how do you, what's the antidote? It's the word of God that can give you the right word to speak in season. To speak in season. You know, as I close, God spoke the word to Israel, said, you are entering this land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. That's the word of God. That's what looks like the Bible to us today. So, the people were still not sure. So, God came back at them and asked them to send spies to bring physical evidence. And each tribe was represented. And they came back. See how these things work. So, they agree with God. They said the land indeed is a land filled with milk and honey. These are the fruits. The Bible said something that the grapes that that land yielded, a single man can't carry it. But you know how they defeated themselves? He said, but we saw they switch from faith to feelings. We saw the question is, did God knew that there were giants in the land? Did God knew the definition of the giant? Is yes to all of the above. So, in your business today, God knows the giant. In your family, he knows the giant. In your career path, he knows the giants. Where you will walk at the end of this year, he knows it. The things that he will ask you to dare and the end result, he knows it. So what does he do? He speaks to your heart. You must not allow sight to help you shrink back into status quo. 
Status quo is a Latin word which means in this mess we find ourselves. You are already in that mess. You can't be shrinking back into mess. Mess of fear, doubt, and unbelief. So you have to correct that thinking. You have to correct that speaking. You have to correct that believing in the word of God. Romans 12.2 in the message. Romans 12.2 in the message. Let's start from one. I want us to read, to read the three verses together this morning. Can we go one, two, three, go? Oh, you don't have it. Okay, let me read it to you. Can you repeat after me? So here is what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday life, ordinary life, you're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Verse 2 says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed inside out. I think I need to talk to somebody about prayer. Change your mind. What does the psalmist say in the Old Testament? He said, evening, morning, afternoon, will I pray? You know, there's a teaching in the body of Christ that if you pray at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. naked, you have express answer to your prayer. What the Bible recommends in the New Testament, even Jesus himself, he said, pray without ceasing. Can you understand? Because somebody is saying that doesn't mean it is correct. Doesn't mean the Bible says it. How did we get the idea of 21 days prayer and fasting? Daniel, that's where we got it from. I'm not saying don't fast. I'm not saying don't pray. But it must not become a religious observance. So you can't be praying and fasting for 21 days and you are cursing. You can't be praying and fasting for 21 days and you are breaking traffic lights. You can't be praying and fasting for 21 days and you are fighting people that you are coming to prayer meeting at the end of the day you want to break at the car park. You know, there are many things. We just use it to cover Where did we get the idea of 40 days? Jesus' temptation. I'm not saying don't do it if you are led to do it. Fasting is even good for your health. But I'm saying that let it not be. And don't come out after 40 days and be harassing us. That is because you fasted 40 days. That's why miracles are happening. No. 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 Before you fasted, God is doing miracle in your life. During your fast, is doing miracle in your life. After your fast, is doing miracle in your life. Don't come. Where do people get the idea of dry fasting? It's Daniel now. All those people. They said, I set aside. I wore sack note. I dedicated myself to it. It's an instant that someone did. Did Jesus do that? 
Did Paul do that? The apostles do that? Where do people get this idea, sowing seed for the firstborn from? These are things we use. So, I am the last born of my family. And then these are my two brothers. And then one Saturday morning, you took him for a prayer meeting, prayer for the firstborn. You have caused sibling rivalry. You have caused it, you don't know. And he comes back, like Joseph, which is his name, talking to us, his brothers. I see this guy. One day, I was giving anointing to dominate. So one day, I'm coming after you. These are things. They are not scriptural. Where is it in the First Testament that present your firstborn to the Lord? It's Old Testament. That's shadow. This is the real substance. Christ is the completion of it. And those things are just man's attempt. I mean, God's attempt to draw man unto himself. We don't need any ease with an open face. What God cannot do does not exist. I know I want to touch you now. It's a philosophy. There are many things that God can do that is not existing. So you don't, what God, what people do is the things that are natural material. God is, is not material. God is life. Because you have small problem in your family. What God cannot do does not exist. Just money problem. God, God cannot grow up. Grow up. See, whether you like me or not, and I know that some of us, we have chosen to do it in this generation. We have. If you understand grace, you will not sin. So all this nonsense, bring check, cover it up, and do atonement for your sin. It's not scriptural. It's not. It's not. Some of, some of my friends told me that I won't get money. I'm okay. I'm okay. One funny man was selling in harvest as bulletproof to people. And godly do people because he didn't do one now. <laughs> How can I in a vest? Vest. I have one on to contain sweat. And you are saying it's bulletproof. <laughs> oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Who? 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 You go into a meeting and the person just stopped for three hours. He didn't say, let's open to John, let's open to Luke. And you can't discern. He didn't say in the name of Jesus, he said in the name of God. You can't design it. You can't. And you have said that man is powerful. Simon the sorcerer was powerful. <laughs> I'm, I'm running up. I can't preach anymore. <laughs> because if I'm pursued out of this place. See, magicians in Egypt. One sorrow, Jejo. You can't design it. 
Because someone is doing one supernatural thing, you can't discern it. All supernatural doesn't have origin in God. But you know, when the real one comes, the fake one knows now. When Moses threw down his rod, the one who is the head of all principles swallowed up all those small, small rocks. Some people's life, believers in Christ, they still read Leo, Vego. That's what you don't do money devotion. Is what Leo is saying for today. Or Vego or Sagittarius. And then that is what, instead of you reading your Bible, that's what controlling your life. It controls your love life, it controls your spiritual life. You have entered one chance. So I hope none of those people are here. They have used your hair to collect barrel. No. See, if it's not here, please, even if it's me that says it, don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Let me remember one before I close. I know that. No, let me go, not go to the ceremony. I'll, I'll go there one day. I hope you saw that video. Eh? You saw it. Somebody doing, uh, I said, I didn't say pastor. One hungry woman naming a child. You know, parents need to be very careful. You know what you say over your child on naming. That's why here, as much as we name a child, we also encourage the father to say something. You can't, you can't just not, you can't just allow, it's just like laying on your hands. I don't allow people to lay hands on me. Even here, have you noticed that most of the time, I probably, except I'm director, I don't lay hands. Said, so don't lay hands suddenly on no man. I don't know what you carry. I don't want to partake of what you carry. I've read my Bible to that point. Laying on of hands is impartation. My head represents me. The totality of me. People have laid hands on me before and, hey, I realized I was in trouble. So I learned it. And I've also laid hands on people that I wasn't supposed to lay hands and I felt sick on, on the immediate. So if I listen, And I'm saying this to you, so you also know, you are a believer. Now, I want to make a call. In 24 hours, your $5,000 will be turned into 500. You are a scammer. You are a scammer. You are a scammer. You are a scammer. And the one who are also scammers will respond. Because it's just like all these white people, they said Nigerians scam them. You yourself, you are a thief. In your country, do you have access to that kind of amount of money? You are a thief now. You want something cheap? Yeah. Has it happened in the Bible? Yes. But it was an instantaneous thing. It was conditional because 
they have been fighting for three and a half years. People have killed their children to leave. God had to come true so that people don't die more. That's an instant. It's a miraculous command of God. Sovereignty of God. We can't take that to become a doctrine. No matter how I lay hands on a woman, if a woman receives a seed, it takes nine months. Sir. So, what does the Bible establish? We will do it from next week. Genesis 8, 22. The seed, the time, the harvest. You can't call... I, I know that what believers we've been taught is that miracle is that just zoo, 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 that just showed up and all that and God is glorified mm -hmm. God is a God of process God can give you what you can mature, what you can handle so because you are desperate like Baba Jebu so you want to do 10,000 and take 100,000 no it's full it doesn't happen that way and usually, for you to know also, and I'm, I'm shaping your mind to see. Somebody says God told him, people, 10 people are there to give $1,000. Oh, she lost it $5. <laughs> you, you should think now. Think. Think. I'm not saying don't give. If What I'm even saying is that when call is made for giving, check your spirit man. That's what Paul says. He says, nobody should be compelled, should be forced. He said, because why? God loves a cheerful giver. He loves it. One translation says, an hilarious giver. I've been at a service before. Somewhere, I can mention the name of the city, Ilori. And then, the man the service started at 9. By 1, we are still not released. The man said he must raise 200 million. Need lorry. <laughs> Need lorry. 200 million. It's a civil servant state. This was years back. So, you know what people did? Because they want, he said he will not release us until that money is complete. So, everybody just took paper. Two million. <laughs> I can't forget that experience. And by the time they had it, because he's asking the ushers to have it, it was 270 million. I'm not sure whether anybody redeemed 270 naira. Praise God. Please, let's read our Bibles. Let's read our Bibles. And whatever you are looking, whatever challenge that you have at the moment, Google the Bible. And don't Google, Google Bible. You see scriptures come at you. And then begin to meditate upon it. Don't always, please, I leave with you with this. God loves you. And then secondly, he will never mismanage your life. Thirdly, he has a good plan for your life. Then fourthly, he has a will for you. And that's Bible. Bible. All things are yours in Christ. All things are yours. Good health is yours. Good family is yours. Your family is not designed to struggle. 
You are not designed to struggle and pushing that business with all your energy alone. You have the greater one on the inside of you. You are born to make an impact. You are not supposed to manage. God doesn't manage. You are not supposed to manage through life. Because that's one of the teachings. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. No. That's your shoe that is looking up to Jesus, the author of your feet. It needs to be changed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your word. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.